Tonight I want to talk to you about eagles. Now you've heard about eagles many, many times. You've read all the scriptures on eagles. But the moment the Lord showed me the eagle, he showed me another bird. He showed me a chicken. How many of you have at least once in your life seen a chicken? Okay, three of you. Thank you. It's very inspiring. I don't know how will I explain this if you haven't seen a chicken before. But, um, and it's amazing how the Lord can speak to you out of a simple picture. And uh, so all I want to say to you is if, if, if you want God to use you mightily, don't expect him to speak through the angel Gabriel. He's going to speak to simple pictures. Now, Isaiah 40 verse 31, you should have guessed that I'm going to go there. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but, uh, and I'm reading from the Amplified, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength, renew their power, and they will uh, lift their wings and rise up close to God like eagles. So basically the scripture says we will rise up like eagles. Now the first question you need to ask here is, why does God compare us with eagles? Why does He use the eagle when he tried to give us a message. And just right there is the message. Because there's more than 10,000 bird species in the world. 10,000, that's a lot. Bird species. And when God, when God made this promise, when this was written, God already knew exactly how many bird species he created. And sovereignly he decided that I will compare my people to eagles. He chose that one bird out of more than 10,000 species to compare you with. He doesn't compare you with other birds. He compares you specifically with an eagle. Now, when you start to think about eagles, there's a lot of things that comes to mind. And when you start to think about it, you realize God is pretty smart. He's... He's amazing. He's a creator. He created all the universe. I mean, he created so many galaxies. He balances the whole earth and all the other galaxies in his hands. But then he comes to the earth and he puts a lot, more than 10,000 spe uh, species of birds on the earth. And he, and he talks to you and me, the children, and he says, you will rise up like an eagle. So the moment uh, you think about that, you realize, okay, there's something here. So let's look at the scripture. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him. That, that is the word wait. You expect, you look for, and you hope. How many of you are here tonight because you look out for Him? That's why you came. There's not many people here, but it's, the remnant is always the people where God hides His greatest revelation, where... God always starts with a minority. He doesn't need a lot of people to make an impact. Hollywood needs a lot of people to make an impact, but not God. So um, you will gain your strength and you will renew your power. And you will lift up, they will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. Come on. It's not really, he compares us with eagles, but it's also, it's also about spiritual eagles. Why are we here? We are here to rise up close to God. That's what an eagle does in the natural. He rises up. We are here for a rise up close to God. And um, 
he says you will rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the S-U-N. That's the natural eagle. Rising towards the sun. We are here to rise up close to the S-O-N. Come on. The natural eagle goes towards the S-U-N. We rise up to the S-O-N. And then he says they will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow tired. So that, that is the, the, the scripture that you and I know so well. Now, one day I saw an eagle and it was sitting on the ground. And the moment that eagle opened up its wingspan, it was, it was amazing how he lifted him with his wings within a split second to a higher elevation. And he sat there. I could almost not, my eye could not catch the moment how he did it. He did it, and the next moment he sits right on the next level. So when God says, when, when my power comes, that's what I do with you. I give you a lift in the spirit. Um, and, and this world needs a lift. There's a lot of people that need a lift. But, and, and, and they do many, many things to get that lift. But God says, I'll do it in the spirit. Now then he says, right at the end, he says, They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Now, in the beginning, he talks about an eagle that will rise up. He talks about wings, fly, wings, soar. But the last line of the scripture says, they will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow tired. So what is God saying? God is saying, I'm, I'm here to give you a lift in the spirit that will affect your run. Come on. Come on, he talks about wings, he talks about the sky, he talks about a lift. But right at the end he says, uh, they will run and not be weary, they will walk, run and walk. Why are you here tonight? What happened in the spirit will have an effect on your run and walk. What happened in the spirit will have an effect on your everyday life here on the earth. Can you see? So he's definitely talking about a spiritual lift here. Because eagles don't run, and eagles don't walk, unless they walk three, three meters to get, and, and then they fly again. But he's actually talking to us, and he says, he's, he's saying to us, what happens in the spiritual realm will have an effect on your run and walk. And that is why it's difficult to go through this life, and you never get a lift in the spirit. Now, I read another scripture about wings, and that one is in Psalm 55, verse 6 to 8, Amplified Bible. Psalm 55 says, this is now David. Now David is praying a prayer. And David is saying, and I say, oh, that I had wings. So that oh tells me David is at a place where he was watching a dove, and he desired for a moment I wish I can be like that dove. I wish I can be a bird. Have you ever come to a place in your life that you wish, you just wish you were something else? You just want to get away from where you are. Now watch what David said. David said, he said, oh, I wish that I had wings like a dove. And now, now it tells us what he will do. He says, I would fly away. Anybody here that ever had a desire to just to get away from Everybody? Am I the only one? David said, I would fly away. And then he says something else. He says, and be at rest. 
That tells me that David said, where I am, I have no rest. Come on, church. Let's be real tonight. Where I am, I have no rest. He says, I will fly and be at rest. Then he says, I would wander far away. So David is saying, he's now, he's now, he's now, he's now telling us more about how he felt. He said, if I have wings, I will not get away only. I will make sure I go far away. Wow. It seems like David and I wrote this psalm together. I would fly and be at rest. I would wander and, and fly away. I would lodge. Now watch what he says. I would lodge in the peace of the wilderness. So now he's talking about a wilderness. And he said, the wilderness is always far. Far away. He says, I will lodge in the peace. That tells me he was in a place where he had no peace. Because he's talking about peace that you can find in a wilderness. That's David. And then he said, I would hurry to my refuge. It's not that I will greet everybody and then I will disappear. No, he says, I will, if I have wings, I will get away now. Anybody that ever felt like that? You just don't know where to go to, but you would like to leave now to a place that's peaceful somewhere in the wilderness, in a mansion, million dollars, no debt, lots of money in your pocket, peace. Don't get excited. I'm probably teaching, I'm probably speaking to myself tonight. He says, I would hurry to my refuge my tranquil shelter far away. My tranquil shelter far away. That tells me very clearly that David was in a narrow place. David was in a difficult place. And David is, David is now making known his, how he feels in his heart. And he says, from the stormy wind and from the tempest. So here we have David uh, basically saying, I wish I had wings. When you, when you look at Acts chapter 2, that's where the God, gave, God gave the church wings, the wings of the Holy Spirit. If I, not, if I haven't had the Lord in my life, I don't know what I would have done. If, if I haven't been in His presence and be empowered by His presence, I don't know what I would have done. But uh, So there we have David and his wings and we have the eagles. Now, the moment... Well, let me say this. David had a desire to fly away, desired wings, and so forth. Let me say a few things about eagles. And the moment you think about an eagle, you see a picture. God created that bird, one out of more than 10,000 species, and God says, you will soar like eagles. Now, in the moment I thought about the eagle, another bird came to mind. Guess which one is that? Out of 10,000, it's called a chicken. Come on. I mean, I saw the eagle, and then the Lord said, no, no, no. I want you to see something else. I want you to see a chicken, and I want to talk to you. And I told you right in the beginning, God speaks to us from pictures out of our own life, and he speaks phenomenal things that can turn the world upside down. Now, let me say a few things here. Eagles and storms. And we know some of these things. Eagles rise above storms. They rise above it. That's just what eagles does. They, they rise above storms. Um, 
Ordinary birds hide in bushes and are in life-threatening circumstances. All other bird species. When the storm comes, they go into the bushes and that's where they hide. They are not safe there. And God knew that. God sovereignly knew that and God says, My people will not hide in bushes. God, my people will not hide in places where they can still get harmed. I will give them the wings of an eagle to rise above the storm where not even the bushes will, will hurt them when they try to hide there. Aren't you glad that God compares you with a bird that go far above all circumstances? So, um, eagles has wings that take them above. No other bird has wings that can take them above. Their wings can take them there, their wings can lift them, their wings can take them high, but their wings cannot take them above. Wow! The Spirit of the Lord in me can take me above. Aren't you glad that you can go above where no one else can go, but you must have the Holy Spirit? Now, uh, the wings of an eagle can make him soar in, in, in wind streams, and basically, his, his wings has no limit to it. Where other birds, their wings has limitations. There's limitations in the wing. Now, let's look at some prophetic insights here. Um, when, I, when the Lord spoke to me about the, the eagle, the Lord showed me the chicken. And the Lord started to show me a, a lot of comparisons between chickens and eagles. And then the Lord said to me, son... Uh, don't act like a chicken because many Christians act like chickens. That's just a fact. Now, let me say a few things. How many of you have ever seen a chicken coop? Yeah. I grew up with a chicken coop. And I remember when, 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 when it's time to go and get some eggs, I will go to the chicken coop and uh, I know exactly where to find them because they are all stuck in a coop. How many of you realize eagles are never stuck in a coop? The coop belongs to whom? The coop belongs to a man. So man controls chickens. Man does not control eagles. So the moment I go to the chicken coop and I get closer to the chicken coop, there's a lot of things that happen with me. Out of my childhood days, the first thing that happened with me when I get close to the chicken coop, I hear a noise. Have you ever heard that noise? I heard that noise, and the moment you get closer, you realize there's a mess here. Before you even get to pick up the eggs, you smell something. What is this? It's a chicken coop. And the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, son, I've never compared my people to a bunch of chickens that is bound in a chicken coop where you hear the sound of irritation and frustration and you lay, uh, now you know the story about chickens. Who, did, who came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. There's a chicken in every egg, and there's an egg in every chicken. So I don't know who came first. But it's a, it's a boring process. It's a very boring process. You know, we, we're not going to talk about that. But uh, so, so that sound of the chicken coop, and, and when I heard that sound again, the Lord said to me, son, many of my churches sound like a chicken coop. Whining, complaining, moaning, groaning. 
No, I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about other churches. Of course, I'm talking about other churches. I, I will never say this into your face that you sound like a chicken coop, but maybe next week I'll talk about you, but you can thank the Lord. I don't have meetings next week, so I'm not going to talk about you. Aren't you glad? <laughs> okay, we're talking about eagles, um, but they're all stuck in a cage. When you look at that eagle, he has wings, but the wings is ornaments. And many times when I meet certain Christians, they, they have the Bible, they have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they have the Holy Spirit, they have Jesus, they have an empty tomb, they have everything the Bible promises them, but they do not use it, and everything that God has given them become like ornaments. Come on. And um, so the wings of, of a chicken can never be used. It sits there and then you and I go to the restaurant and we even order chicken wings. When I'm finished with chickens tonight, you will never eat chicken again. That's why I ate chicken today because I want to get, I want to get it done before I talk about chicken. I don't want to lose my appetite for chickens. So that's why I ordered chicken today. No, not really, but it just happens to be. So the wings are, of a chicken is, is an ornament. Uh, chickens have no sky experience. And I want to say this. There's many Christians, they have no sky experience. There's a bigger world out there, the world of the Spirit, but they have no experience of that world. They do the ABC of being a Christian, but they never explore. They never soar. And... Um, Chickens have no sky experience. Chickens are ate by man. How many of you have heard that man eats eagles? Very interesting. I think God knew, thousands of years back, God already knew the eagle bird will be so unique, it will never be ate by man. God knew it. That's why God decided prophetically I'm not going to compare my people that will live thousands of years later on the earth to a bird that will be absorbed by man. Come on. God does not compare you with something or some kind of bird on the earth that is in the grip of man. Because chicken, if you look at the chicken industry, I mean, the chicken industry is huge. I mean, they have chicken plants. They keep the lights on, they eat all the time, they puck, 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 egg the whole night, and they lay eggs, and they grow, and they lay eggs, and they grow, and they lay eggs, and they grow, and trucks come, and trucks pick, pick them up, kill them. It's a, it's a process. Chickens are in the grip of man. And God knew that. And God decided, I'm going to compare my church and my people with a bird that will never land up in the grip of a human being. Aren't you glad that God has freedom for you in mind where the grip of man cannot affect you? I'm so glad I'm not in the grip of man, but I'm in the grip of the greatest eagle, the eagle from heaven. So I'm just saying things out of these two pictures, and I hope that will set you free and that will help you. So chickens has no sky experience. Chickens are ate by man. And, uh, uh, and uh, chickens are basically doomed the day they come out of the egg. They're doomed. The moment that chicklet comes out of that egg, that little chicklet is in a process controlled by man. Controlled by man. I'm so glad 
God compares me with a bird that can within a split second open the wing and I soar up close to the S-O-N. Wow. So, we're just talking about chickens and eagles. Um, so, man's greed, man's greed, I, I remember my house in South Africa when I, when I left South Africa was bought by a Portuguese. And man, I've never seen a Portuguese that had so much money, but well, he had a lot of money. And he bought all my junk and everything, he bought it cash. Man, he just brought piles of cash, bought everything cash, even rubbish that I would have given away. He insisted he wants to buy it. And then he brings up bags of cash. And then I found out he has a chicken business. Church, I'm so glad God does not compare me with something that becomes a business for another man. Come on. I am not here to feed the greed of man. Chickens feed the greed of man. God says, I've never created you to be in the grip of man, being controlled by man, and being absorbed by man. Shake it off. Shake off that thing tonight. So, chickens become part of mass production. Chickens are ordinary. Eagles operate in a different world. You will never find something like an like a eagle coop. Have you ever heard about an eagle coop? It's a term that doesn't exist. And God knew this. When, when, this, when, when, when God, Isaiah 40, 31 was written, God already sovereignly knew that the eagle will never be in the grip of man. Now, I'm not talking about an eagle that got hurt, and then man took the eagle in. And the other thing I've, I've learned is, that when, when an eagle is hurt, I've seen people, they, they found an eagle that's been hurt, and they will, they will nurse that, that eagle until the eagle is healed up and restored, and then they let the eagle go. Strange. They don't eat it. They let it go. And when, when I thought about these things, I thought, Lord, this is amazing. That, and, and, and that is, it's prophetic. It's prophetic. God sees you prophetically. He sees you in a sky. Because when you think of an eagle, you think of a sky. The moment you think of eagles, you think of the sky. The moment you think of a chicken, you think of a chicken coop. Bad smell. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of Christians that live in bad smell. It's, there's always bad smell around certain Christians. May the Lord help us that he will lift us out of the bad smell into the air where there's no bad smell, fresh air. Okay, so uh, chickens are ordinary, eagles operate in a different world. Chickens are fed, but, but, but eagles catch their food. How many of you have thrown seed out and then the budgies come and the birds of the field come and you put out water and they come and they drink your water. You throw out seed and they come and they, drink, they eat your seed. How many of you noticed that an eagle has never come and ate your seed? You can throw a lot of seed out there and you will attract all the birds, but you will not attract eagles. Eagles is actually saying... You cannot catch me with your enticing seed. You cannot entice an eagle. You cannot seduce an eagle. 
You cannot throw seed or food out and you catch the eagle. The eagle says, no, I'm above that. And I want to say to you tonight, don't let man entice you, seduce you. Is that the right words? I don't want to say words that doesn't exist here. You know, I've got a problem with English. <laughs> but eagles, isn't it amazing? Naomi and I, we would put out a, a little cage every year and then the birds come and we say, oh, this one is back and that one is back and that one is back. The doves even come, but the eagles never come. Because the eagles say, no, I'm different than the rest of the bird species. I'm an eagle. I catch my food. I have an eye that is so good, I can see my prey and I can go down and get it. Amen? Powerful. And I want to say to you, be an eagle. Let God give you your catch every day. And when you get your catch, you will not see the fingerprint of man on your catch. I never want to be controlled by man. Never. I want God to supply for me so that the fingerprint of man is not on my catch. And when God gives it to you, it's yours. When God bless you with something, somebody else doesn't have control over it. Come on. God wants to bless you financially that nobody has a grip on you. God wants to help you and provide for you that no man can control you. So that when you have it and it's yours, you say, God has provided this. Man could not do this for me. And uh, so let's say a few more things. Uh, <clears throat> The chicken are food for man, and also the eggs are food for man. Isn't it sad? The eggs is supposed to be the legacy of the chicken. But even the legacy of the chicken has been ate by man. It's almost like man cannot get enough of chickens to even eat the chicken and what comes out of the chicken. That's, I mean, that's a bad grip to, I mean, come on. Can you just leave me alone, sir? Can you just leave my eggs alone? I mean, eat me, but don't eat my legacy. No, both are controlled by man. Have you ever heard people eating eagle eggs? Have you ever heard that men just find eagle eggs just very easily? No. God knew this all the time. And God decided, son, when I compare you with an eagle... Everything about the eagle I compare you with is, my name is Arendt. My real name is not Andre. That's a nickname. My real name is Arendt, A-R-E-N-D. And um, Arendt is the Dutch name for eagle. If you say there flies an eagle, daar vliegen Arendt. Daar vliegen, there goes an eagle. It means Arendt. And um, I remember... In nine, January 87, I resigned my church in Benoni, South Africa, and uh, I thought I would go into the nations, and the Lord led my wife and I to go to the Rhema Bible School for two years, so we were already seven years in ministry, and now we're going to do the Rhema Bible School for two years. And um, I was in the car, and I drove to the Rhema, um, was a very big church, 30,000 people at one time. And I was on my way to this church, and I was kind of in a war. Why must I resign the AFM? The AFM was the largest Pentecostal denomination where I came from. And I said, Lord, why must I resign the AFM to go into the nations to do what I'm doing here today? 
So I was driving in the car and I was kind of rebellious. I don't want to leave the AFM. I'm happy and blah, blah, blah. And I want to hold on to my church. And suddenly in my car, I saw a picture of two birds. And with all the descriptions, and it was just like, I can remember it as if it happened this afternoon. That's when God gives you pictures, you will never forget it. It stays right in your face. And I drove in my car, and all of a sudden I saw an eagle in the sky flying and soaring, and I saw a little parrot sitting in a cage. And the Lord said to me, the parrot in the cage gets his food, he gets his water, he sings his little song, and he jumped from one swing to another swing, and he twit and tweet the whole day and the owner of the little bird says that's my little bird I'll give him some seed tonight oh he's hungry oh come on come on come on and then you play with the little bird God says the eagle doesn't get food the eagle doesn't get his water the eagle belongs to the creator there's no man that owns the eagle the eagle owns the sky and the Lord said to me if you take this parrot out of the cage he's dead but if you take the eagle and you force him into this cage, he's also dead. Because the moment he opens up his wingspan once, he'll be stuck. And God says, you're eagles. Don't get stuck in the system of man. So the Lord showed me these two pictures. And the Lord said, son, I've made you an eagle. You're going to fly high and you're going to catch your food. You're going to live by faith. I was an, an, an accountant by trade before I went into the ministry. I remember when Roger Teal came to say, Thus says the Lord, and you shall live by faith, and you shall go to America, and you shall go north, south, east, west of the world, and you shall live by faith. I did not like that word faith because I'm an accountant. We don't live by faith. We live by numbers. Whew. So I saw this picture of these two birds, and the Lord said, Son, I've made you an eagle. You're going to fly. No man is going to control you. The comparisons, and he said some people need a little uh, security place and they cannot f function. They just need their little seed and they need their uh, water and they need security. So as I drove to the Raymond Church, I walk into the Raymond Church Bible School, massive Bible school. And when I walk in, they had a bronze, probably twice the size of that screen, a bronze screen like that, massive eagle coming into land. And when I saw the eagle, I said, oh, Lord Jesus, you just showed me that thing in my car. I never knew they have an eagle here. So what am I saying to you? God says, I never made you be, to be a parrot. Where your water and your seed is controlled by man, and you jump from one little swing to another little swing, and so you spend your whole life locked up in a cage. Look nice and pretty, but somebody else is your owner. No, my owner is God. The God of the eagles. Amen. Does this make you excited? Come on. I don't live in, 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 chicken, in a chicken coop. And I don't walk on chicken poop. Have you ever gone? Come on. Sorry to say it, but it's Saturday night. You cannot say that on a Sunday. That's why I didn't bring this tomorrow morning. I will not say this tomorrow morning. It's Sunday. Come on. But um, have you ever gone into a, into a chicken coop? And you, you want to get the eggs, and then you, you know she sat there, so you're going to pick up three eggs there, and you find, oh my goodness, there's another egg down, down here. Oh my goodness, she dropped another egg over here. No order. No order. And then, sometimes, you, if you didn't go quickly, you find eggs, and there's, there's dry chicken poop on the egg. And there's even an old feather stuck in the... 
Come on. Many people's lives look like that. Not yours. I'm talking about other people. Of course, not, not yours. And when I look at that, I say, Lord, help me. That I will never leave a footprint on the earth where my legacy is all over the place. It's messed up. It smells bad. And then man comes and cleaned it up and even ate it up. That's a prophetic picture. Wow. Thank you for your excitement. Please order chicken tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So there's no order. But then, you know what? Have you ever heard about a cowbird? You know what a cowbird does? A cowbird is another kind of bird. What he does is, they will lay their eggs in other birds' nests. And then the other birds come and sat on it. That's a cowbird. That also speaks of a kind of person that doesn't care where they drop whatever they want to drop. They just have no respect. That's what a cowbird does. Go and read about cowbirds. They lay their eggs in the egg of another bird, and then the other birds must sit on that egg until that little chicklet comes out. And then that foolish bird will see, but there's one of the chicklets that doesn't look like me, but he came out of my nest. I don't know how that happened. Well, the cowbird's egg looked very different, but he sits on that. Come on, church. We are not part of the world. We do not mix with the world. We are a holy priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. We are different. And whatever we do, come on, my character should show in what I do. Everything I do and how I do things should tell you who I am. Amen? And, and I, just, I, I just thought I want to bring that in about the cowbird now that we are doing the whole bird species. If God can say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to soar like an eagle, then I have all the rights in the world to talk about birds. Now, listen to this. Eagles and their eggs. You never hear of eagles being eaten by man. I told you that already. You never find eagles' eggs that easy. It's like in my life, if you're going to ask me certain things, you're not going to get it out of me very easily. There's certain things that, I'm, that I, I have principles. And you, you're not going to just get it from me. I'm not going to do it. Okay, now listen to this. Eagles will never leave their eggs or legacy where man can easily get a hold of it. Eagles' legacy are also in their eggs. They push out the young eagle to fly before man can get to them. That's one of the things that eagles does. They push out that little eaglet. When they realize, when the mother eaglet realizes this little one is now good enough, I'm going to push her out of the nest. Why is she pushing her out of the nest? She doesn't leave that little eaglet until she decides one day, I'm going to fly. No, she pushes her out so that that eaglet can discover within a split second he has a gift in his wings that he didn't know about. Most of the times, you will never know you have a gift in your wings until you use it. Somebody say, well, how do you learn how to prophesy? You prophesy. Well, I want to go to a school and I want to learn how do you prophesy? What do I feel and how does that feel? No. You prophesy. How does a baby walk? There's a walk in every baby. Come on. 
Every baby has a walk in her, in him or her. There will just come a day that you will notice your baby is now trying to, trying to stand up against the furniture. Why? You did not tell that baby to stand up against the furniture. There's an instinct. Because there's a walk in every child. And so when she pushes out that chiclet, that chiclet will fall, and then all of a sudden open up the wings, and then, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is good. And I want to say this, we all have giftings. We all have certain giftings, but some of us just needs to be pushed out. I remember when I was at my church in January 1987, we went to the Ramey Bible School, and I had to make a living now because I'm not a pastor anymore, and, and, and I'm going to go to the nations. I have a word that God's going to send me into the nations, and man, I've got these incredible prophetic words, but now I, uh, and, so, and, and, and two years before, I've, I resigned my church, a, a pastor came to me, and he, he gave me some paintings, so I started to sell paintings in South Africa, art, original art. So I will sell one here, sell one there, and I know where to get it. And, um, but now I resign my church. I'm in Bible school in the morning sessions, and I need to sell art. For the first month or two, I walked from door to door. I did not sell one piece of art. But I need an income. Long story short, I started to sell paintings, original paintings. I had about 50 artists that I work with. If I had stayed in South Africa, I would have been a multimillionaire by now. Well, I would have been a multimillionaire 10 years ago already. But... Um, I started to make money like you can't believe it. I made money. Um, I, I was traveling the world. I was preaching in uh, Australia, New Zealand, Hillsong, all those places. I preached all over the world. And I had a business, and I made money like you can't believe it. But, and, uh, and the Lord said to me one day, he said, I'm going to bless you with this, but there's going to come a day that I'm going to draw the curtain down because I haven't called you to sell paintings. I've called you to go into the nations. But what happened is, um, then I discovered, man, there's a businessman in me. I can sell art. I know how to work. I love art. I love good art, not rubbish, not modern art, and, uh, but just quality art and impressionistic works. Um, and uh, I developed an eye for it, and I started to do business. And one day, a multimillionaire came to my home, and, and um, he said, I was in the Bible school, and he said, how much do you need a month, Andre? I said, I need 4,000 rand. Now, 4,000 rand, divide that by 14, $300, $400 a month I needed those days, um, 1987. And he looked at me, and he said, you need 4,000? I said, yes, sir. He said, why don't you trust God for 10? And he walked out of my door, and uh, I said to Naomi, I said, he will not tell me why didn't you trust God for 10 if he doesn't know 10 is available. That month I made 10. Then I made 20. Then I made 30. Then I made 40. One day I stood at his house and we were doing business and he had a little book that's open and this little book uh, shows his profits for that month. And I just happened to see a number there, 140,000. I said, my Lord Jesus, that looks good. And you know what? I just had to see it because I already discovered I've got wings for 10,000. I've got wings for 15,000. I've got wings for 20,000. Do you know what? I went up to that number as well. What did I discover? The moment, come on, I, 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 was, I was pushed out of the nest, out of my comfort zone. I had to live by faith. I discovered there's a businessman in me that can sell these things, that can make money, and guess what? There's nothing like the day when you discover that you're not a chicken, but you're an eagle. 
And when you discover my wings is not ornaments, my wings was made to take me above, you realize, but then, then Lord, why will I settle for a chicken coop? Why will I settle for chicken poop? This, this CD will sell well. They will buy this one. Why will you settle for that when the Bible says you will soar like an eagle? Amen? So I discovered that in the business world. That's why I know how finances work. I have a gift for finances. I never knew it. But when I was pushed out of my nest, my comfort zone, I discovered, hey, I can do these things. And, um, and since those days, I mean, I remember, I remember I grew up in a, in a denomination and we were in a church and, and, and everybody does the same thing and everybody do the same thing and everybody sing the same song. And, and, we, and, 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 and to a certain degree, you, you all become like one another. You know, oh, 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 and you become like chickens. But then years later, when I was all over the earth, the president of the Apostolic Faith Mission came to me, who is the largest Pentecostal denomination in South Africa, Dr. Berger. He came to me one day. He said, Andre, I want to sit down with you, and I want to ask you some questions. He said, sir, how do you do this, and how do you do that, and how do you do that? I said, well, I said, and then he said to me this. He said, you go to this nation, you go to that nation, you go to this nation, you go to that nation, and our pastors uh, cannot even get their their uh, local thing going i said sir number one you need to discover what is in you and unless god pushes you out into it you will never know what's in you and i want to say to all of you this is not only for for being a prophet or an evangelist this is for business this is for everyday life because god says i want my people to soar in every aspect of life i want you to soar so I want to say to all of you, uh, discover what God has hidden in you and shake off that chicken mentality. Amen? Turn to somebody and say, this is the last time. Come on, turn to somebody and say to that person, this is the last time I want this smell on you. You know what I mean. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm not going to say what you smell like. I just said this smell on you. I was very kind to you. Come on. Okay, I'm almost finished. I know it's, I'm almost finished. Let me say a few more things. Uh, so basically, you can call the eagle's eggs flying eggs. You can never call a chicken's egg flying chicken eggs. What am I saying? In your DNA, your DNA is eagle. Your DNA, God says you will soar like a... Your DNA as a child of God is eagle. And God says, what you leave for your children, what you invest in your children, what you give unto your children, you give them flying abilities. Johnny, your children will fly because it'll come out of your wife and your DNA. That's who you are in Christ Jesus. And that's what I've tried to say to my daughter. I said, you're going to fly. You're going to be the best. Why? You're my daughter. I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. And I don't raise a chicken, but I'm an eagle. Come on. I don't give birth to, and, and, and even in the natural, you know, give birth to what you are. Leave your footprint wherever you go. And uh, I hope this makes sense. 
Thank you, because your excitement level is kind of low, but okay. One thing I've learned about eagles is, and I'm always finished, don't worry. Um, eagles will drop on their prey and they will catch it with their feet. When an eagle comes down on a, 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 some kind of deer, he will grab that deer with his feet and he will lift him up. Come on. Even your feet as an eagle is dangerous. Get Satan under your feet. When an eagle comes down on its prey, the prey had it. Because that eagle is so fast. And he sees with an eagle's eye. And he can, I mean, he, they can see a prey miles away. And I want to say to you, get your spiritual eye back. The eye of an eagle. Discern and see the way an eagle normally does it. Okay. Um, so they drop on the prey. I, I want to I I give you another picture here. Have you ever seen a snake when a snake is on the dirt and it stands up, especially when they're poisonous? That snake will stand up like this and he will, and he will come at you. That's a snake. Have you ever seen what an eagle can do with a snake? An eagle will come down and he will grab the snake and then he will lift him up. And what happened now? The snake now hang in the sky. He has no grip. Because the snake has no control. He just swings in the wind. And the eagle go higher and higher. And the snake, come on church, that's so powerful for me. The snake has control as long as it's, it's, it's stabilized on dirt. But the moment the eagle lifts the snake up in the sky, the snake has no control. He cannot bite the eagle. And then the eagle go high enough and what does he do? He drop it. And here comes that snake. He's got no control. He's got no grip. He swings through the earth and he fails to... He dies. God says, that's what you're supposed to do with the enemy. Catch it. Pull it up in the spirit. And let it die in the fresh air of God's presence. Wow. There's no dirt in the sky. There's no bad smell in the sky. When the, when the eagles soar in the sky, there's no chicken coop poop close by. Come on. And many times we as Christians, we live in chicken coop mentality. When God says you should have smelled fresh air a few thousand feet in the sky, and you should have swung Satan and let him fall to his own death. And if you're not happy that he's dead enough, you come down like an eagle, you pick him up again, and you go again, and you leave him again, and you drop him again. That's what eagles does. Thank God I'm not a chicken. Thank God I'm not a cowbird. Thank God my eggs, my legacy is not everywhere. Come on. Thank God I don't, I don't go to foreign nests and foreign places and foreign ideas and foreign concepts and foreign perceptions and weird ideas and weird lifestyles. No, no, no. No, no, no. I have order in my life. I'm an eagle. Um, so, the eagle's nest. One more, more, one more thing, the eagle's nest. The, the eagle's nest, they will always try... They're not always successful, but they will always try to build their nest high in the tree, close to...
to the crown of the tree. Very significant. High in the tree, close to the crown of the tree. That's where they build their nest. When you look at the cross of Calvary, come on, high up the tree, close to the crown of the tree, is where Jesus hang on the cross, his heartbeat, his mind, his eyes, his ears, his voice, close to the crown of the tree. Can you see the picture? Eagles built their nests close to the crown of the tree. And I want to say to you guys, I remember in South Africa, the Apostolic Faith Mission, uh, they had a cross like that, and then there was a crown hanging over the middle bar. They put it all, the, it goes over the top, and then it comes down to the middle bar, and the crown hangs like that. And I want to say to you, build your nest. Build your life. Position your life. High up the tree, close to the crown of the tree. The cross of Calvary. That's what we do as eagles. We don't build our nests everywhere. We build our nests close to the crown of the tree. Tree. We don't preach another gospel. We preach the gospel of the tree. The gospel of the cross. Amen? Does it make sense? It's so powerful. I love this. Discover your wings. Get out of the coop into the sky. Fly where there is no stench. Soar above and not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. It's amazing that God says you're the head and not the tail. Well, I don't want to go into that one now. The last time I went into, onto a farm and I watched cattle and sheep and deer, I noticed that the tail is not a good place. What is a tail? A tail is a fly collector. That's where the flies go. Bible talks about the God of the flies, Satan. God says, that's for Satan. You're the head and not the tail. Powerful. Soar above and not beneath. Get ready for a lift. Let his spirit take you on a flight and lift you beyond all the smell of the coop into a clean, unlimited sky of unlimited possibilities. Eagles. When somebody see a dove, they say there's a dove. When somebody see a cowbird, oh, there's a cowbird. When somebody see an eagle, they say, oh, there's an eagle. There's always awe involved, even in the natural, when you see an eagle. Come on. The emblem of America is an eagle. May America never lose her awe. May the, may the nations of the world, when they talk about America, say, Oh my goodness, it's the USA. America has a double mandate, Israel and missions. And America will always have the awe of the nations, as long as they stay faithful to missions and Israel. I was in Israel a few months ago. Israel, I'm going to say it very quietly, Israel loves Trump. When you go into Israel, they have big billboards. Zion loves Trump. Why? Because Mr. Trump had the guts to move the embassy. 
I don't say the other presidents had never had the guts, but they approved it 12 or 15 years ago, but they never did it. Israel, there's something about that nation that when you and I bless them, God's going to bless us. And I want to say to you, and I want to say to this nation, don't lose your awe. Because when you see an eagle, wow, there's an eagle. And God say, I want to make you so, so unique. I want to make you so pretty. So I, I want to bring the best out of you so that when people meet you, they will say, man, there's something about that gentleman. He's different. Come on. Shake off that chicken mentality. Get out of the grip of man. Do you know what it feels like when your whole life is in the hands of another man? There's many Christians. We, we live our lives, but we fear Monday morning because we are controlled by somebody else. Now, there's nothing wrong to work for somebody and that they write your salary check, but to a certain degree, you must shake it off. I remember when I resigned my church in January 1987. I was not popular. But years later, they came to me. How did you do this? How did you do that? Because they realized, Andre, you have freedom. You don't have the security that we have, but you have a freedom that we would love to have. That's why they asked me, how do you do it? Even till today. Most of my friends, they're gone, they're retired. Some of them is in heaven. But here I am, still by the grace of God, still flying. Will I fly forever? No. There comes a time that you will retire and you will scale down. But you can even scale down and still be an eagle. I can honestly say, and I'm not perfect, and I have a lot of areas in my life that I can improve, but I can honestly say, looking back from the age of 66 back, I can honestly say, the Lord has given me the life of an eagle. And I want to help you guys, and I want to say to you, I cannot be with you every day, but as long as you understand these two pictures, go home tonight and say, Lord Jesus, I will never be sitting in a cage again where man controls my water, where man controls my seed. And again, I want to use that analogy that I've seen tonight. I've never seen it before. That was something. I, I've seen this. This, this is, this is I, I know this for, for a few weeks now. But while I was standing here, I, I, I saw how we put out seed and all the birds come. And then it dawned on me, but we never attracted an eagle. An eagle is never attracted by your seed that you put out. And I want to say to all of you, let us never be attracted by the seed that Satan puts out for us. Because Satan will, Satan will put a bite out and say, I want, I want her to bite this. I want him to take a bite of this. I want, come on, I want to seduce him into this. No, we are eagles. Father, I thank you tonight that not one of us will eat the seed that Satan will seduce us with. That we will not, we will not go for the seed that he will tempt us with. But Father, I pray that every man and woman here on a Saturday night will make a quality decision. I'm going to fly like an eagle. I'm going to do everything like an eagle. My DNA, my eggs, my legacy, I will build close to the crown of the tree. I'm going to shake off everything in my life that has that 
chicken mentality. I'm not part of a mass production. I'm not part of a mass production. I'm not in the grip of man, but I'm in the grip of God. And when I open my wings, I go above. I don't hide in bushes. I don't hide in man-made ideas. I don't hide in man's structures. I hide by opening up my wings. I hide by soaring. And when the storm is gone, I come down and the storm will have no effect on me because I'm an eagle. And Father, I thank you that you will help every one of us to shake off bad smell. Bad smell of financial problems. And there's many kinds of bad smells that sometimes come into our homes. I pray that you will help us to shake it off. And that this night we will go home and we will say, we are a new breed of eagles. Lord, prophetically, you knew so many thousands of years ago there will be 10,000 bird species. And you knew, knew the top bird will be the eagle. And you, and you compare us with the top bird in the bird species, in the, in the bird world. Jesus, I thank you. You never compared me with number two or number three or number four. You compared me with the best. And Lord, I pray that every one of us will settle for nothing else but the best. I pray, Lord, that, that our children, when they leave the nest, they will fly like eagles. Because they had a mother and a father that showed them what eagles are all about. I pray it. In Jesus' name, everybody say, Amen. Was that good? That was very good. I know it. You know how I know it? Because I know people talk about eagles, but nobody talks about chicken coop and poop. And You must be Andre Fancel to talk about that. But isn't it amazing... That when you see the chicken in the chicken coop, it gives you a freshness, a fresh understanding of what the eagle is really all about. No grip, no control, no man has any say over you. God and God alone. In Jesus' name, amen.